0: Chapter 21 of Dogs and All About Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bill Mosley, Frellsburg, Texas. Dogs and All About Them by Robert Layton. Chapter 21. The Harrier and the Beagle the harrier is a distinct breed of hound used for hunting the hare or rather it should be said the association of masters of harriers are doing their utmost to perpetuate this breed the harrier stud book bearing witness thereto and it is to be deplored that so many masters of harriers ignore this fact and are content to go solely to foxhound kennels to start their packs of harriers Choosing maybe twenty-inch to twenty-two-inch foxhounds, and thenceforth calling them harriers. It is indeed a common belief that the modern harrier is but a smaller edition of the foxhound, employed for hunting the hare instead of the fox, and it is almost useless to reiterate that it is a distinct breed of hound that can boast of possibly greater antiquity than any other, or to insist upon the fact that Xenophon himself kept a pack of Harriers over 2,000 years ago. Nevertheless, in general appearance, the Harrier and the Foxhound are very much alike, the one obvious distinction being that of size. Opinions differ as to what standard of height it is advisable to aim at. If you want to hunt your Harriers on foot, 16 inches is quite big enough, almost too big to run with, but if you are riding to them, 20 inches is a useful height, or even 19 inches. Either is a good workable size, and such hounds should be able to slip along fast enough for most people. Choose your hounds with plenty of bone, but not too clumsy or heavy. A round, firm neck, not too short, with a swan-like curve, a lean head with a long muzzle and fairly short ears, a broad chest with plenty of lung room, Four legs like gun-barrels, straight and strong, hind-legs with good thighs and well-let-down hocks, feet round like cat's feet, and a well-set-on tapering stern. Such a make and shape should see many seasons through and allow you to be certain of pace and endurance in your pack. It is useless to lay down any hard and fast rule as to color. It is so much a matter of individual taste some masters have a great fancy for the dark coloring of the old southern hound but nothing could look much smarter than a good combination of belvoir tan with black and white puppies as a rule a week or two after they are whelped show a greater proportion of dark marking than any other but this as they grow older soon alters and their white marking becomes much more conspicuous. As in the case of the foxhound, the harrier is very seldom kept as a companion apart from the pack. But puppies are usually sent out to walk, and may easily be procured to be kept and reared until they are old enough to be entered to their work. Doubtless the rearing of a harrier puppy is a great responsibility, but it is also a delight to many who feel that they are helping in the advancement of a great national sport. There is nothing to surpass the beauty of the beagle, either to see him on the flags of his kennel, or in unraveling a difficulty on the line of a dodging hare. In neatness, he is really the little model of a foxhound. He is, of course, finer, but with the length of neck so perfect in the bigger hound, the little shoulders of the same pattern and the typical quarters and second thighs then how quick he is in his casts and when he is fairly on a line of course he sticks to it as the saying is like a beagle beagles have been carefully preserved for a great many years in some cases they have been in families for almost centuries in the hereditary hunting establishments they have been frequently found as the medium of amusement and instruction in hunting for the juvenile members of the house, and there can be nothing more likely to instill the right principles of venery into the youthful mind than to follow all the ways of these little hounds. Dorsetshire used to be the great county for beagles. The downs there were exactly fitted for them, and years ago When roe deer were preserved on the large estates, beagles were used to hunt this small breed of deer. Mr. Crane's beagles were noted at the time, and also those of a Colonel Harding. It is on record that King George IV had a strong partiality for beagles, and was wont to see them work on the downs round about Brighton. The uses of the beagle in the early days of the last century, however, were a good deal diversified. They were hunted in big woodlands to drive game to the gun, and perhaps the ordinary beagle of from twelve inches to fourteen inches was not big enough for the requirements of the times. It is quite possible, therefore, that the beagle was crossed with the Welsh Southern or Otterhound to get more size and power, as there certainly was a Welsh rough-coated beagle of good eighteen inches, and an almost identical contemporary that was called the Essex beagle. Sixty years ago such hounds were common enough, but possibly through the adoption of the more prevalent plan of beating coverts, and spaniels being in more general use, the vocation of the beagle in this particular direction died out and a big, rough-coated beagle is now very rarely seen. That a great many of the true order were bred became very manifest as soon as the Harrier and Beagle Association was formed, and more particularly when a section of the Peterborough Hound Show was reserved for them. Then they seemed to spring from every part of the country. In 1896 one became well acquainted with many packs that had apparently held aloof from the dog-shows. There was the Cheshire, the Christchurch, Oxford, Mr. T. Johnson's, the Royal Rock, the Thorpe, Satchville, the Worcestershire, etc., and of late there have been many more that are as well known as packs of foxhounds one hears now of the chauston the Halsted place very noted indeed the Halton, the lee park the stoke place the edinburgh the surbiton the trinity foot the wooddale mrs g w hilliard's mrs prices and mrs turner's Beagle owners, like the masters of foxhound kennels, have never been very partial to the ordinary dog shows, and so the development of the up-to-date beagle, as seen at recent shows, is somewhat new. It is just as it should be, and if more people take up beagling it may not be in the least surprising. They are very beautiful little hounds can give a vast amount of amusement and, for the matter of that, healthy exercise. If a stout runner can keep within fairly easy distance of a pack of well-bred beagles on the line of a lively jack hare, he is in the sort of condition to be generally envied. Description of the Beagle Head Fair length Powerful without being coarse Skull domed Moderately wide with an indication of peak, stop well-defined, muzzle not snipey, and lips well-thued, nose black, broad, and nostrils well-expanded, eyes brown, dark hazel, or hazel, not deep-set nor bulgy, and with a mild expression. EARS-Long, set on low, fine in texture, and hanging in a graceful fold close to the cheek. NECK-Moderately long, slightly arched, the throat showing some dewlap. SHOULDERS-Clean and slightly sloping. BODY-Short between the couplings, well let down in chest, Ribs fairly well sprung and well ribbed up with powerful and not tucked up loins. Hindquarters Very muscular about the thighs, stifles and hocks well bent and hocks well let down. Forelegs Quite straight, well under the dog, of good substance and round in the bone. Feet Round, well knuckled up, and strongly padded stern moderate length set on high thick and carried gaily but not curled over the back color any recognized hound color coat smooth variety smooth very dense and not too fine or short rough variety very dense and wiry Height. Not exceeding sixteen inches. Pocket beetles must not exceed ten inches. General Appearance. A compactly built hound, without coarseness, conveying the impression of great stamina and vivacity. End of chapter 21